today, uh, Democrats block a critical coronavirus relief bill as stock markets plummet while they introduce their own coronavirus relief bill that includes, oh, you know, a whole bunch of Green New Deal wish lists and, oh, you're not going to want to miss what else is in this bill. Uh, it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. We are still here. We are still here. The lights are on and we are still bringing you the news and commentary that we know you so need right now because uh, you're stuck at home and there's nothing else to do. Joined today by Stuber Gear, uh, the host of Stu Does America here on Blaze TV and uh, help, help this, this weird guy whispering help, help over me. here on the monitor, Glenn Beck. Help me. I'm, I'm stuck at home. Help me. Somebody help me. Free me. <laughs> I mean, you got to believe people are like, thank God I can turn this on and not have to listen to CNN that's or how, MSNBC. That is, that's how bad the rest of the media has gotten that the three of us are like, oh, thank God somebody's talking common sense. <laughs> uh, so let's get to this this bill. Uh, there's a lot of events that have transpired just since last night. So over the weekend, uh, Congress, the Senate was working on this coronavirus relief bill. Chuck Schumer went on television. I mean, by mm -hmm. all accounts, it was something that they were negotiating, they were working on. They were both very pleased uh -huh. with it. It was going uh -huh. to include protections for small businesses, uh, for corporations, uh -huh. for the American worker, really. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. uh, I guess Nancy Pelosi, not happy with it, flew in. Well, I mean, w wait a minute. <laughs> Would you be happy with it? Uh, Look. Uh, there are people at home right now, and I, I feel very comfortable in saying that wherever you're listening to me or watching right now, you're at home and you're thinking, you know what? If the Democrats could, could get the Green New Deal enforced and maybe some sort of a post office bailout uh and um and same day registration for um uh, for voting and and i don't know something has to be done about equality in the boardroom i'd be willing to stay here at my home for an extra week two weeks even i i'm in no hurry I think that's what Americans are saying right now. Yeah, I don't, Stu, I don't think that that's right. No, they're saying it's an <laughs> utter disgrace, I think. Uh, and I mean, they are in a position where this, you know, look, this is going to really be damaging to the economy, whether they pass this or not, right? This is a terrible time. It's the type of thing that an op opposition party could probably take advantage of if they weren't horrible, horrible yeah. people. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that seems to be what I mean, the entire party is filled with at this point. Did you see Susan Collins where she stood up and she was like, this is a disgrace. Yeah. Susan Collins is not on our side. <laughs> She's not. I mean, she usually agrees with I mean, she <laughs> usually agrees with them. She's like, you people are sick. Yes, yeah, I mean, it was it was quite a scene. Same with Mitt Romney, which when you consider Mitt Romney is basically a Democrat now, he's really speaking out against his own party, which is really, <laughs> yeah. really crazy to see uh, in this day and age. But as, as Glenn alluded to, um, the Democrats stalled the measure. They stalled the bill all of a sudden and they said, oh, well, we're proposing our own relief bill in the House. Mm -hmm. So, Glenn, mm -hmm. as you said, mm -hmm. it includes uh, they argued that this particular bill in the Senate included a slush fund for corporations you know whatever they want that to mean uh, at that particular okay, time right because yeah. corporations are bad all then. right 
Well, this one, this their bill uh, provides unprecedented collective borrowing uh, or bargaining powers for unions. <laughs> I know that's another thing Americans been saying is, man, if we can just give the unions a slight edge, uh, man, then it would be fixed. Fuel emission standards for airlines. So while the airlines are <laughs> suffering, they're saying, by the way, we want to we want to add some extra things on top of you. Uh, plus the expansion of wind and solar tax credits, which, right? <laughs> sure. Uh, provisions demanding enforcement of the Green New Deal. Mm. Mm. Finally, I didn't think we, I didn't think we passed the Green New Deal. They're ready to enforce <laughs> the Green New Deal. This is this is so reprehensible that uh, this coupled with, and I'm sure you're getting to it later. The the new speech that Joe Biden gave, mm-hmm. which was, if I may summarize, <laughs> which I thought he said very, very well. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 he does not look good. And he is just they've just propped him up. You know how in the 1800s, early uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, you know, people didn't have children picture of their children. And so the only time usually you would go take a picture is if it was some big event or if somebody died. And so the mortuary would actually prop up the dead people and the family would stand around them so they could get a picture. So a lot of times those kids in those pictures are dead. I'm not making this up dead. It's the same thing. They're doing the same thing to Joe Biden. He's just standing there. They're propping the lovely Jill on each side. And she's like, Well, now that you've alluded to it, we can't keep anyone waiting. You got to see uh, Joe Biden. Watch. Yeah, Joe I, I quoted. I was, on, it was on verbatim. What, Here on, he is. It really was. It was very succinct the way that Glenn uh, quoted him. But here's Joe Biden coming out against President Trump and the GOP's uh, coronavirus relief bill. President Trump and Mitch McConnell are trying to put a corporate bailout ahead of millions of families. You know, it's families. It's simply wrong. We should be focusing on families. The White House and the United States Senate Republicans have proposed a $500 billion slush fund for corporations with almost no conditions. And you don't have to tell Americans where it's going to go for months. You don't have to explain what you did with it. The Trump administration could allow money to, for stock buybacks, for executive pay. Republicans, Republicans refuse to increase Social Security at the same time, to forgive student loans, to take the necessary steps to stop evictions, ensure food and nutrition for vulnerable families. Senator McConnell should immediately allow a bipartisan vote on aggressive measures to help small businesses, workers, communities, so they reflect what they need and so they can get moving so we can help them now. This is a time to help families, communities, and small businesses. People trying to pay their mortgages or their rent, student loans, urgent bills, they need help they shouldn't have to pay for a corporate handout before they get the help they need. They need the help now. Now, I mean, if only corporations did involve like people and workers and weren't just these weird entities. Well, they don't. That, right. So they don't. No, they don't. No American. Look, I don't want a corporate bail. 
But I don't want a corporate bailout either. I don't want them using this for buybacks. Um, I, I, I'm offended by the fact that all of this money is already leaving the Fed and they are buying up all the stock on Wall Street. Uh, the Fed is. And then they're giving this money to uh, the banks, but the banks aren't loaning it to small business people. It's hard to get a loan again. I'm offended by that, and I don't want that to happen again. But this idea that Joe Biden is the one, look, I, 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 I was watching all your money during TARP and only, only lost a couple of billion. And I know I didn't lose it. Some of it went to my family. And, um, and, and, and I know that's grotesque to a lot of people, but I think a lot of people would rather have it go to my family. What are your thoughts? It's an interesting uh, strategic play here by them, right? It's like I, I, you've already, you know, Schumer came out publicly and said this was a bipartisan bill. He was really encouraged about the progress. They were very close. Just on what, Saturday, yeah. Sunday? Yeah, Saturday or Sunday, yeah. And then he comes out and says, oh, this is a GOP bill. I can't believe that what they're doing here. It definitely seems like Nancy Pelosi runs the ship. I mean, uh, I did not know Chuck Schumer was subservient to Nancy Pelosi, but apparently he is. I guess this is an okay strategy if, like, you're trying to... They try to jam a bunch of stuff in here last minute. Everybody knows this bill is going to pass and needs to pass eventually. So they probably will. The GOP probably will give on some of the stuff, and maybe that's a a worthwhile... They shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't give up, but they shouldn't give one inch... Yeah, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, it, you know, what's crazy is this the first time they've started to get things right. This is the, I, I'm not talking about their bill. I'm talking about the way they handle it. This is the first time that I have seen them actually be aggressive. Last night, uh, uh, what's his name? Turtle face. Mitch McConnell. McConnell. He stands up in front. He stands up in front of the Senate and he's like, well, I'm really offended right now. And normally I would just roll over and uh, I would do something probably even worse than what the Democrats wanted. But uh, instead, I'm going to pull my head out of my shell and I'm going to say we're going to vote on this tomorrow during the day. And then we'll let we'll let the people decide. And I thought to myself, yes, finally, finally. They're playing ball. They're they're actually taking it and saying and doing what uh, the Democrats do every single time. And it's it's important for us to know we don't need the media. All you need is the media reporting saying the Democrats didn't step to the plate again. The Democrats didn't step to the plate. Nobody believes the media anyway. All the only important part is, is that they're delaying a bill. What the details are, nobody's going to believe anyway. I think normally in this situation, right, Republicans, if it was reversed, Republicans would be this. This is they're setting the country on fire. Oh, yeah. You know, they're 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 suicide bombers, and this is what we saw in two thousand eight. Um, here, like I think the Democrats are are counting on what always happens, right? Where the media will come out and justify that they did this for good reasons. It was actually the Republicans who were the ones standing in the way. Blah 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 blah. But but like take a step back from that so far, the media has pretty much pointed to the Democrats, which is surprising to me um, that they, they've called the Democrats out and said they're yeah. the ones that are that are holding this up. Let's see how long that lasts. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. there, we did have The New York but, Times who changed their headline. I don't know if you guys saw this three different times. They three the, times. Yeah. The first the first one, the original headline said Democrats block action on one point eight trillion dollar stimulus. And then they changed it to. 
Democrats block action on stimulus plan, comma, seeking worker protections. <laughs> and then the third right. time, a partisan divide threatens deal on <laughs> rescue bill. I mean, if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about the New yeah, York they're Times. Just, they just cheap change the headlines until their phone stops ringing. <laughs> you know, they're just like, OK, what, 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 what do you have wrong on this one? OK, all right, we'll change it. And then somebody else who's a Democratic, you know, a shareholder, if you will, will call them up and say, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> OK, all right. I mean, tomorrow it'll just be Trump bad. <laughs> they can just run that all the time. So, I mean, you know, you look at the way that the media is handling this. Do you think that the average American sees through this by this point? Because I, I do. I'm, I'm finally like, you know what? I think enough Americans have social media are in tune enough that they're going to be like, OK, I know that this was the Democrats blocking mm. this. You can't tell me it was the Republicans. At the very least, this is a good test of that theory, because yeah. this there's never been a more blatant time right. where they are coming in. This is th this is not a bill that Republicans should want to sign. As no, is, right? I, I read they it are, and it makes me nervous. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I certainly don't know why the Democrats wouldn't want to sign on. to. Exactly. This is a dream for Democrats. Yeah. But of course, they always want more. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's that was the problem when because this remember, this bill started with Chuck Schumer asking for $750 billion. And then the administration coming back and saying, no, you know what? $850 billion. And the Democrats coming back and saying $1 trillion. And then the Republicans saying $1.2 trillion. And then the Democrats saying $1.8 trillion. And here we are. Now they want more than two. Uh, this will keep escalating and escalating and escalating if somebody doesn't do anything about it. And so I'm very nervous about that. Does, does, anybody, does anybody know that, I mean, it's supposed to go the other way. You're supposed to bid down, not up. You start with a big number and then you go down. Well, I mean, these people are in a negotiation. They're just, they're, yeah, but this is a negotiation with uh, you know the modern monetary uh, the the uh, modern monetary theory, which is you don't have to have the money; just the government can print it. I mean, this is I mean, yeah, I know that's called hyperinflation. Mm -hmm. That's called money printing. But in today's world, uh, you know, a world where men can have babies, too, it's called modern monetary theory. And we have just unleashed this monster. We're just we're just doing it. We're just doing it. We're just trying it out. And once, as Weimar found out, once you unleash this, there isn't any going back. When the when the Fed said today, uh, you know what? For the stock market, whatever it takes. Got a big checkbook right here. No, you don't. You guys are owned by the five biggest banks in the nation. Okay? That's who you are. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the Fed is being is bailing out the five biggest banks. So they're just giving money to themselves. That's all that's happening here. You guys aren't flush with cash because the government has to bail you guys out too. It's just insane what they're doing. Never been done before. Never will be done again until about probably 90 years when somebody really arrogant goes, no, this time it's different. <laughs> All right. Uh, more to come uh, on, especially President Trump. President Trump has spoken on where we go, where we might go after the 15 days are up. We will get into that. But first, want to thank our sponsor, mm. Black Rifle Coffee Company. Uh, so you're now sitting at home, likely, right? A lot of you are not going to work. You're sitting at home, but you still need your coffee because you're working from home, you're taking care of the kids, you're probably doing double work right now because everyone's at home. Uh, you need Black Rifle coffee in your life. They ship their coffee directly to your door. 
you can stay in self-quarantine and also drink delicious coffee and stay alert for your family. Uh, they have Black Rifle Coffee Club where you go in, you pick whichever blends you like the best. So they've got uh, dark roast, light roast, medium roast, double caffeinated blend, which is my favorite. And you can pick those blends that you like. You have them ship it directly to your door and you don't have to worry about going to the store. You don't have to worry about all the hoarders who for some reason are taking the toilet paper. I don't know why. You don't have to worry about any of that with Black Rifle. And as an added bonus, you're getting literally the freshest coffee available. They, they roast when you order. After you order, they roast the coffee. So it is that fresh. Trust me, you guys, you are going to want to check this out. All you have to do is go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Y, enter promo code Y, you'll get 20% off your first order. So you're getting a discount to do Black Rifle Coffee Club, and you're getting a discount on top of that. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Y, enter promo code Y for 20% off of your order. We are now entering our second week of uh, self-isolation over the coronavirus. And the first week, the beginning of the first week, President Trump uh, started this 15 days to slow the spread. He has now spoken out about uh, possibly where we go after that 15 days because all of these different counties, cities, states are implementing all of these measures. And we're not really sure <laughs> where to go after all of that. Uh, President Trump tweeted out yesterday, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. Now, obviously, if you just read the words, he's not really saying much. He's saying, well, don't worry, we'll decide when the 15 days is up. But uh, Glenn, I think it is important that he did say we cannot let the uh, cure be worse than the problem itself maybe gives an indication that he understands that we can't just crash an entire global economy. Oh, he clearly... Go ahead. He clearly does. And, and I watched him uh, in his press conference uh, last Friday, and I was very impressed on, on what he said when they were talking about the cure and, you know, how difficult it's going to be, how, you know, uh, how long this could possibly last. And he said, you know, um, we have to balance... Uh, the cure and the disease and try to figure out which one's going to kill us first. It's, you know, it's really like chemotherapy. Um, but he said, um, you know, we, we can't afford to not do anything because if we burn this down and there is nothing left, the amount of money that it will take to rebuild this whole system is non-existent. And so it's worth spending the money now. This was his point in hopes that we save it um, instead of having nothing left in the uh, in the end and having to start all over again. And that showed some depth to me. It showed that he really kind of understood the situation that we're we're really finding ourselves in. Um, but he also has one of the best guts I've ever seen on anybody um, on sensing the American people. I think people are like, OK, you know what? I'm getting a little sick of this um, and I don't really know what the heck is going on. And, and I just want to go back to work because uh, you know, my whole life is going to be disrupted. And I think, I think he senses that and is reflective of that. Yeah. 
Stu, what are your thoughts? I think he correctly recognizes uh, what the vibe of the country is. I think it's starting to turn a little bit. You know, I mean, I don't think there's any way we all don't look back at this and say, oh, gosh, we did too much and we acted too much. You know, like no matter what happens, we're all going to look back at it. It's it's almost impossible for him to win um, because at the end of the day, if he does enough and it stops this uh, the spread, then people will say, well, we didn't need to do that much. Why did you do so much? You overreacted. There's really not a way for, I think, anyone in public life to win this thing. So you kind of set from from that baseline and look at this and say, look, the American people are not going are not China. We're not going to sit in our houses for three months. We're not going to sit in our houses for six months. We have, I think, taken drastic steps to let go of many of the traditions and culture and liberty that we uh, we normally uh, enjoy here in this country and what the country was built on to say, look, we see that this is a real threat. We see what's happening around the world. We'll give you a couple weeks here. Uh, 15 days is an attainable thing. We can get through a couple weeks. You know, everyone's wife might go insane like my wife is. <laughs> uh, but at the end of that two weeks, what's the plan? It's up to the administration, I mm-hmm. think, working with experts to come up with a concrete plan as to how we go forward after this. If it comes to the end of this, it's like, well, we got through 15 days. Let's try 15 more and see where we're at. Like, that's not going to be something I think the American people are going to accept. I think at the very least, if you can come to the end of this and say, okay, here's what's going to happen. These people we think can go back to work now. This can open up in two more weeks. We're going to let this open up. Um, these people need to be protected, you know, nursing homes and, and the most most vulnerable uh, need to be protected for a longer period of time. There has to be some plan, though, because, the, you know, we, we're not going to sit here in this uh, uh, unsure, uncertain state forever. And it is true that the, the economy is not just nice TVs and nice cars and fun vacations. It is life. It is the reason we have civilization. Uh, it's the reason why this has happened, and, and it's why a country that it's a country that everybody wants to live in. And if this economy goes down the tubes, it doesn't just kill us here; it kills people all around the globe. We are the economic engine for the world, and we better make sure that we protect that um, while understanding that this is a real threat. And if we can just do enough to minimize that threat as much as possible, without overrunning the rest of it, that's the sweet spot. It's not going to be an easy spot to fill, to, to find. And I, I, I do fear that after this, no matter what happens, even if Trump is able to nail this perfectly, there's going to be plenty of to, uh, material to be able to look back and doubt and pick it apart. And very often, the American people will look back at that and just say, oh, well, that was wrong or it was too much. He was too drastic. There's never going to be an easy answer to this, and it's going to be very difficult for any politician involved in this to win. See, I I wonder the exact opposite. Glenn, tell me what your thoughts are on on this. I wonder if if this is contained and we do see the you know, the mortality rates are going down um, right now. You know, it it is possible that this could be uh, it doesn't hit us as hard as they said. The doctors warned that it might. But then you look at how it was contained and you look at all of the which some people would call a gross overreach of uh, the government, you know, to shut cities down, to force businesses to close. I worry that people will say, well, look, that worked. Therefore, we have to do it every single time this happens again because we see that it worked. And it's kind of like a you know, they're they're attributing this to something that they don't they can't prove that that's what did it. But they'll still attribute it to that and they'll still take the power and grab the power from here on out. Does that concern you at all, Glenn? Oh, grabbing of the power concerns me a great deal. We're doing a special on it on Wednesday um, on what they're doing. Um, The power that they're asking for is astounding. What they're asking the DOJ to give them is 
is unlike anything I've ever seen. And unlike Abraham Lincoln, he gave the power back. Uh, I don't think there, I don't think there's enough people in the government that are willing to give that power back. Uh, and, and so I don't, uh, I, I don't like the power grab uh, that is currently going on. I'm glad to see people like Mike Lee say over my dead body. But remember, Mike Lee is in is in uh, uh, isolation now. Can't even vote in the Senate because mm. you know we don't have a uh, a way voice vote. You can't vote on the phone or vote online. God forbid we bring you know this system into the late 1900s, <laughs> let alone 2000s. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, it's only 2020. We can, I don't know, get some video conference software <laughs> in there and just use it. Um, and I do want to get into after the break, let's go ahead and let's talk about uh, what the DOJ is asking for and Mike Lee's uh, response, because I do think that that is important, especially at a time where, you know, the nation's largest cities are ordering a whole bunch of residents to uh, to stop working, to close their businesses. And, uh, you know, we're just seeing kind of this power grab all throughout uh, the country. First, I want to talk to you about Laurel Springs School. So um, right now, you may be going a little bit crazy if you're a parent because uh, you've got your kids at home with you. And you're like, I, di- I didn't sign up for homeschooling. If I wanted to do homeschooling, I would have just signed up and done it. And there's a reason why I have someone else teach my kids. Well, let me tell you a solution for that. It is Laurel Springs. Um, Laurel Springs is an accredited online private school for students and it's K through 12. So if you are at the point where you're like, I'm going to pull my hair out uh, or just kick my kids out, and they, if they get coronavirus on the streets, they get coronavirus on the streets. Don't do that yet. Look into Laurel Springs. Like I said, it's all online and it's all accredited. And they're not going to, it's not like the liberal indoctrination that you guys get if you have your kids in public schools and you're like, well, I don't have anything else to do about it. You do. You can look into Laurel Springs uh, and they, they, think, they feel like every child has their own unique individual interests, and they want to help your child pursue those interests. You can go to laurelsprings.com slash why today. You will get a waived registration fee if you go to laurelsprings.com slash why. Go check it out. See if it is right for you and your kiddo. And I mean, hey, you know what? It may just save you your sanity this week. laurelsprings.com slash why. The Justice Department has quietly asked Congress for new emergency powers uh, due to the coronavirus outbreak. Now, this includes the power to ask chief judges to indefinitely detain people without trial. Huh. That's weird because I... I could have sworn that that was like super illegal, but whatever. Uh, they've also proposed numerous other emergency measures. Uh, let's see. It would essentially permit indefinite detention. And uh, Glenn, uh, your buddy Mike Lee spoke out about it. He was, again, yeah. su- su- as succinct as Joe Biden, but in a different way, I think. He just tweeted out no. the Politico, Politico article and said, over my dead body, uh, and responded and said, if this is a joke, it's not funny. I have a feeling you agree with it's him, Glenn. not a joke. <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I'm concerned because after he tweeted that, he went into quarantine. Uh, he may have the COVID-19, the China virus. 
so uh, uh, I hate to uh, I hate to have him uh, joke like that. It's not a joke. Um, this is what they're doing, and you know I I it, they're they're not alone. The government is taking extraordinary actions right now. And we have got to pay attention to what they're doing because what they're doing is remolding the world. You know, you when a when a world is about to collapse uh, economically, we either go into a massive crisis to distract everyone, and then when it's reset, everybody says, "Oh well, at least we're out of our houses. At least we're all back to work." And things, you know, uh, change. A lot in a crisis like this. Don't let a good crisis go to waste. Um, but the 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 Justice Department asking for the opportunity, and I understand why. Look, if there's a real real problem, uh, and the system is completely overwhelmed, you know what are you going to do? You're just going to release them on the streets? Yeah. Uh, no, I hope not. <laughs> Uh, I also hope not. Uh, Stu, they are also asking to pause the statute of limitations for criminal investigations and civil proceedings during national emergencies, as well as expand the use of video conference hearings and to let some of those hearings happen without the defendant's consent. Incredible. So we're just just throwing the whole constitution thing out the window, I guess. Yeah. That sounds great. It does seem (laughs) like this. And this is, I think, one of the things that we've talked about this on on radio a couple times is that once this is over, whenever that is, we are going to have a lot of fight uh, uh, on our hands uh, to try to deal with crisis that comes uh, after this. When it comes to the Constitution, I think is a big one. We're seeing multiple things like this that are going on. I mean, I think the idea we we joked about Mike Lee being in, in, uh, in quarantine um, because he hung out near Rand Paul, uh, which who is going to the gym while in the, he's in the waiting for test results, which is a bizarre uh, choice. Uh, but now we hey, have dummy, stop it! I know. And now we have multiple, you know, Republicans and and also you know Mitt Romney who are not available to vote, <laughs> um, which is a big thing. And vote when we have this going on, I think that does need to be addressed. I mean, you know, there's an argument that it's unconstitutional to not have them meet in person because of some of the writings, the Federalist Papers and such at the time. Uh, that's going to need to be investigated. You know, we're going on Stu Does America tonight. Uh, another one, another big crisis that we haven't even started to talk about, which is. Everything that we're doing in this country means nothing if we have no border security with Mexico because Mexico is doing literally nothing against this virus. They are not testing. They are not. They are letting everyone go to soccer games and festivals. They're one of the only countries in the world who's basically ignoring this as a threat at all. Um, Their president is going around and hugging and kissing children in the streets and they're doing all the stuff that you're not supposed to do. And they tell us, as of right now, they have about 300 cases in all of Mexico. Oh, well, great. Um, we can just trust that. Yeah, which is, by the way, they have 350 times the population of Iceland. But Iceland, an island in the middle of nowhere, has twice as many cases as Mexico. We, I think it's pretty obvious that we, if this is a bi- as big a threat as we've been told, and it runs rampant through Mexico, what's going to happen when they get to the end of that and they realize that, they have an Italy on their right. hands. Well, there's a country right across the border right there that doesn't seem to ever want to enforce its borders uh, that's got trillions of dollars flowing towards public health as we speak. It's a massive danger and another major crisis we may need to fight against once this is over. And it's another reason why we can't let this economy die, mm-hmm. right? We have to be able to do whatever we can to protect the people most vulnerable and still be able to bring the economy along because we're going to have constitutional issues, border issues, uh, health issues, uh, you know, uh, issues on just on uh, basic things like voting. 
You know, when's the next time they can hold a primary yeah. in this country? When's the next time a vote can actually happen? Can a convention so, happen? All these are big questions that we're about to face. Glenn. Well, you have to have a convention because you have to get uh, Cuomo uh, to uh, to <sighs> be the uh, nominee. Oh, uh, because I, I, I mean... I I think this is a possibility because look at Joe. I mean, look at him. There's no way he's going to make it to November. He's just not going to be all there. Um, and uh, and who's going to do it? Cuomo is the guy. Cuomo uh. could so easily be like, ah, you know, I felt bad for for joe as i snuffed him out with a pillow last night but i guess there's no one else but me to stand up and run for president so you're saying text cuomo to 30330 uh we'll go to the cuomo thing is interesting because he's seemingly getting rave reviews um he's also the governor of the state with by far the biggest problem mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone's noticed this mm-hmm. um and also he was the one just a couple of days ago who was saying no of course there's not gonna be any shelter in place uh, going on that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen yelling at bill de blasio for suggesting it and two days later he's enforcing it mm-hmm. uh, i don't i mean this idea that cuomo's been great he seemingly appeared somewhat competent maybe and as it uh, opposed to like a de blasio like he's looked like the better of those two but if that's your standard for president you have very low standards yeah well and Stu, bringing up mexico uh just reminded me earlier you know donald trump tweeted out uh this is a great you know reason why we need borders however he worded it but yeah. just you know like, hello this is why we need borders and chris saliza is that how you say his name from yeah. cnn um he responded and he said uh, viruses don't uh, recognize borders. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I, you can't possibly oh, can I tell, tell you me you don't understand what he means. <laughs> Glenn, please. So I, I, I hate to bring this up because uh, it scarred me. It scarred me deep. Oh, dear. But uh, the, uh, hello, the virus doesn't have borders <laughs> is a little like the really awesome Blumhouse movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Madonna in the bathtub. (laughs) What kind of horror show is that? I mean, Jason Blum couldn't have done that. He'd be like, no, man, that was creeping me out. I couldn't produce that. No way. Uh, Well, now that you said it, it? I feel like we have to play it. Now that you said it, we have it. I I feel like we should probably warn viewers. I mean, I want you to tune into the show, but it's not something you want to see. Oh, you you will never be able to unsee this. This is the time where you ho- you hope you're on the audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's watch it. Yes, Madonna naked in the tub. Nineteen, it doesn't care about oh. how rich you are. What? How famous you are? Uh, how funny you are? <laughs> how Madonna. smart you are? Where you live? No, she looks like a alien how old you are no she looks like that really funny uh what asian com- uh, comedian what's her name like has a weird name <laughs> aquafina it's the great equalizer <laughs> yes aquafina i'm sure that's it and what's terrible about the it is what's great about it comedian aquafina what's terrible about it is it's made us all equal in many ways and what's wonderful about it oh, is that it's made us all equal in many ways oh. <laughs> Like I used to say, at the end of human nature every night, we're all in the same boat. And if the ship goes down, we're all going down together. 
what on earth is and that? And the really creepy music in the yes! background. It's like, what? Like it's I, like the first day. It's like her first day with Twitter. She's like, wait, <laughs> I can record something? And and I could just, it just spills out onto people's phones? So weird. It's, it strikes me as That's almost like happened. one of those things that where she recorded that without music and then like one of her enemies added the music to show how creepy it was. <laughs> it's actually how she designed it. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like they've almost And it's just like so weird. She said, it's, 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 she's sitting there and she's like, you know, that's the thing about coronavirus. It doesn't matter if you have money or not. Uh, I have a really expensive tub and some very expensive <laughs> faucets here. And somebody is standing here recording me creepily. Uh, and uh, I've got rose petals all around me in the t- bathtub. But it doesn't care how rich I am, which I'm so rich. Look at me. Look at the place. Look at look at the bathroom floor. I'm so rich. And it doesn't care. It doesn't <laughs> it's care. so weird. Like the only excuse for that video is that she was being held hostage and we didn't know it. And they came and they're like, you must record this video about coronavirus. Like at least that would explain it. Like I don't even, what is she even attempting to do? Uh, Stay I, I, relevant. Yes. And I love, I, it's true. And I love the idea. That's really what it, yeah. That's yeah. really what it feels like. That's, uh, I've got to be relevant. It says, you know, it's just like tying in the latest news story. But she, the part where she's like, oh, you know, um, it's just made a lot of us equal. It's like, what? so you didn't think we were equal before? Like, uh, <laughs> you can just, it's so revealing of like what she thinks about the rest of humanity. It's like, I've always thought no, I was she'd... way above you. And then look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got rose petals in my bathtub. Do you? You don't have rose petals. I have a person. That's their only job is to put the rose petals in around me. And it's a different person than this guy. That's the bathtub filmer. That is a different job than the rose petal putter in her. Back in a minute. It's just crazy. (laughs) You know what? I think it makes us all equal. Well, not equal. I'm still more equal than you, but... Glenn, you were telling us uh, over the break about, I guess, Daniel Day Kim, the the actor from Lost. He was diagnosed. He had the coronavirus. He had coronavirus. As far as I understand, he had coronavirus. And uh, he said that he started taking the the drug that uh, the president came out with last week and said, hey, there's some studies that, you know, we're not done here. So, you know, we have to do the studies ourselves. but this is an old, old drug and it might be able to save some people's lives. Well, he's crediting it with saving his life. Uh, there's another guy in Florida that this weekend, he kissed his family goodbye and gave him, you know, said, see you later, I'm gonna die. Then the doctor came in and said, here, try this. Took that drug, he's better now. Wow. He's like, it's gone. Um, and he said it happened within two days. This, I don't understand why we're not hearing more about this drug and uh, why we're not, why, why the media doesn't even seem interested in this. Why is the media saying, oh, this is crazy? Especially because Daniel Day Lins came out and, or Kim's came out and said uh, that this was instrumental and part of the real reason why South Korea turned things around so quickly. Well, why don't we know that? That that's a great point. Well, and I mean, I think probably the ultimate answer to that is that the the media doesn't care because what I have seen the media say about these potential life-saving medications, including this one that is used for malaria, is how many people in Nigeria have like overdosed on this drug. 
I mean, they're all, that's all that they're doing is digging up bad information about the drug and tweeting it out to people to make it sound like President Trump is, you know, dangerously suggesting that people take dangerous First drugs. of all, the, the, recommendation, the, the, the recommendation of this drug, this is a massive anti-inflammatory. That's basically what this is. This is like the heavy-duty anti-inflammatory. You're not supposed to take it. When you overdose on it, what happens is you can go blind. But the cases of the people going blind are people who have taken it uh, every single day, twice a day for like 15 years. And the dose that they're required to take is very, very high. The dose that is recommended by the doctors in France is is two pills the first day, one pill for five days, and then you stop. Mm-hmm. And then you take it again five days later, one or two pills and then one pill every day, blah, blah, blah. The dose is not even a quarter of what the dose would be for everybody who goes into the military gets it. Everybody who goes to the military gets it. Um, everybody who is going, you know, on a mission trip down in South America, you get it. And if you have rheumatoid arthritis or you have a lupus or some sort of bad disease, this is a very old drug. This is not a new experimental drug. It's been around for decades. Why aren't we talking about this? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we are, though, right? I mean, at least the president. I mean, the president's talking about it, right? Um, it, they are doing tests. It seems like Fauci is on this and trying to look into it. I think they're he- they're hesitant to give this sort of... Um, uh, idea that it's the it's the magic bullet right which i understand the media on the other hand they're prescribing it in mm-hmm. they're prescribing it in hospitals now for this yeah i know and that's that's the part of what they what they talked about at that press conference is like they want to make sure that right. they're, they're testing this and they're looking at the results as they um as they apply it and if it's successful this is over right mm-hmm. i mean because we don't need a cure to go back to a normal economy world right what we need is a treatment if we can get a treatment where we can save most of the people uh, that would, would have this and we have something that we find is relatively successful, this is a real, prom- real promise. I don't know why. I think, you're, I think the reason why the media itself is not talking about it, and I think that's what you're referring to, Glenn, is like it's, it's, it's Trump, right? It's because it's now associated yeah. with Trump and it's Trump's success mm-hmm. if it works. And that is a, that's too, yeah, and too big a hill for them to climb. Yeah. Last word, Glenn. And, and I have to tell you, this is a... This is a uh, a relatively inexpensive drug because it is uh, generic. Now it's been out for so long, we could make it quickly. And it's not just a, a supposed cure. It also is preventive. If you take it before you get it, it kills it when you first encounter it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't be a better, a better medicine for this. If indeed it works, I just would like to hear more about it. Yeah. All right. Back in a minute. That would mean the media would have to do their job, Glenn. All right, Friday's poll, will government intervention in response to coronavirus ultimately help or hurt the economy? Interesting split here, 50% hurt and about 50% help, 49.6. Hurt and help, evenly split down the middle. That is really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because it's you. If you're just talking about like maybe the financial part of it, maybe that helps from where we are. But I mean, overall, the intervention is going to probably hurt the economy. I don't think it's it's the whether we're trading that for the potential helping saving lives. Right, is really a trade off there. Right, I don't think there's any argument. Yeah, well, it depends on what's the interv. 
Yeah, what's the intervention? Is the intervention the quarantine? Yeah, or is the intervention the bailouts? Uh, I mean, or maybe yeah, both. both together. Which, yeah. the bailouts? Yeah, I think it's both might be both together. Yeah, well, because the inter- the first intervention is going to kill the economy. <laughs> right. The second intervention might revive it for a little while, but then it will eventually kill the economy. <laughs> okay. So I'm split. It's a little of both. Okay. Well, maybe that's why we got an even split down the middle. Uh, today's poll, will the coronavirus yeah. bill the Democrats rejected backfire on their party let us know yes. you can go to the blaze's yes. twitter that is of course at the blaze i know glenn i just heard you say yes Sue, it has to uh, yes. if they keep it if they hold on to this for windmills yes it's not gonna be a good thing for them <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for tuning in guys we'll see you tomorrow thanks for listening to the news and why it matters we hope you enjoyed the podcast If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.